and welcome to the Habits and Home Show. I'm your host, Lisa Lazat, and I help busy moms bring order to their homes by downsizing and decluttering and ditching old habits in exchange for systems that bring peace and more enjoyment to their lives. We have too much stuff, not enough space or time, and lack the motivation to get our life together. We need simplified solutions to tame the chaos around us and be available, both mind and body, to experience all the joy that life has to offer. Are you ready, friend? Let's get started. On today's show, I have a special guest, one of my favorite people in the entire world, (laughs) and we are talking about a juicy, I call it, a really juicy topic. We're going to be talking not just about decluttering and clutter, but we're going to talk about relationships with mother-in-laws. <laughs> and we're we're not going to give a lot of dirt or talk negative about mother-in-laws, but just our relationships with everybody in general. But on this episode, we're talking about mother-in-laws and specifically a story that I encountered this week with a friend of mine, and I can't wait to share it with you. So without further ado, let me introduce you to Nana Lazat. And I'm going to call her Nana because that's what I call her in real life. (laughs) So (laughs) welcome to the show, Nana. Thank you, Lisa. Yeah. I used to call my mother-in-law grandma. Yeah. So that's what I wanted the children to call her. So I just, we called her grandma. Yeah. Well, I just feel like... It's just a really endearing term, mm-hmm. and I just feel comfortable with it. And before we had children, yeah, I'd call you mom or mm-hmm. Margaret. We actually worked together. So we're going to talk about our relationship for a little bit first. We, Jared and I, got married, and we lived in a different town for about two years when we were first married. And then we moved back to our hometown, and we moved in with my in-laws. And not only did we move in with them and live with them in their home, but we work together. That's right. In <laughs> we, the same place. In the same school. We are both mm-hmm. school teachers. Mm-hmm. But we didn't ride to school together, I don't think. No, no. No. We had our autonomy. We kind of did our own things. Right, right. Because we were doing different things after school. Yeah. yeah. And we, the how we were, and we, we lived with y'all for two years, happily. We happily lived with y'all <laughs> for two years. We even had a baby, brought home our new our brand new baby that's right. for the first time ever in your home. That's right. And we were, we loved it. We <laughs> loved it. I've always had a great relationship with you um, and how we were able to live together and work together and get along. And I'm, I've just heard horror stories of mother and daughter, mother-in-law and daughter-in-law relationships. And I've shared some with you. Right, right. And, and I always come back and I'm like so thankful that we have a great relationship, right. and you are the most easygoing person. What makes you so easygoing? Well, I don't know. I guess it's just my basic personality. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I just. Yeah. Well, just, you're you're also the oldest girl. That's right. Of how many siblings? Okay, I have. Um, I had five brothers and five sisters when I was growing up. Yes. I was the oldest girl. Oldest girl. And um, the second child. Yes. So I was my mother's right arm. She always called me her right arm. Yes. So, um, so, and that's how I grew up in a large, large family. And we all got along and we still do. Yeah. 
So I guess we just don't have confrontational yeah. personalities. And they all look to you as if you were their second mom. That's right. The, the, the wise big sister. Mm-hmm. And you only had a boy's room and a girl's room. That's right. It was a three-bedroom house. And um, my, my parents had twins last. <laughs> and so they actually had two cribs mm-hmm. in their bedroom with them. And then we had a girl room and a boy room. Well, eventually I left and my older brother joined the Navy. And, yeah. But um, So would you accredit your easygoing, I mean, obviously it's a lot of personality traits, right. but would you accredit that your easygoingness and your patience to your upbringing and what you experienced as um, a part of a large family? Probably. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Um, a lot of my sisters are not easygoing. <laughs> <laughs> They're kind of dr- dramatic, aren't they? Yes. <laughs> so I think it's just a God-given quality <laughs> that I thank the Lord for. Yes, yes, and I we have um, said that, and everybody in the in the family knows that your husband is kind of high strung. Yes, <laughs> and he, you are God's gift to him because well, he, you keep him kind of stable, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I've, we've always said the Lord put us together because <laughs> um, Roger is um, a very, has a very strong personality mm-hmm. and he needed someone to kind of temper it down and yeah. I'm it. And you go mm-hmm. with the flow. So mm-hmm. in comes me with another strong personality <laughs> and we never... I mean, I, I was never the person or the daughter-in-law that was like, well, it's my way or the highway, and no, you can't touch my baby. There's a lot of people nowadays that yeah. are like, no, you can't touch my baby, don't hold them, and don't mess with them or anything. Now, there was a couple of times when Papa would say, that baby's crying back there, and you were always so understanding. You're like, nope, they're being new parents, That's they're right. trying it out, they're figuring it out, and I just thank you so much for giving me grace to figure out how to be a parent. Exactly. Exactly. That was, I was determined not to be the meddling mother-in-law <laughs> telling you the baby's crying. Well, you have ears. You can hear the baby yeah. crying and yeah. you're doing the best you can <laughs> to soothe that baby. And I need to leave you alone. Yes. So and I you did. are always supportive. Mm-hmm. You're always supportive. If I had a struggle, you always try to give me you never gave me the well just suck it up meant yeah. you never did that you were always like well lisa think about yourself and do what's easy for you i <laughs> needed that right. you know i needed that so much i didn't need somebody that was harsh and you know just real blunt and i didn't need that and you were just exactly what i needed because i was already hard on myself right. to begin with so we we bought a house and we moved right next door and I regretted it. I wanted to move back. <laughs> I wanted to move back in. I wanted Papa to wash my my dishes every night. <laughs> he was good about that, wasn't He's he? He's still good about yeah, that. Yeah, he is. He is a man of a routine and he doesn't want anybody to load his dishwasher because That's right. he loads it That's right. <laughs> a specific way. <laughs> And I really, really missed y'all being, you know, being in your, being in your home with you. And, but it was, it was time for us to, 
to have our own little space and create our own boundaries and things like that. Yeah, and you had a new baby and another yes. one on the way, didn't yes. you? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I just wanted to set the stage of what our relationship is like. And I know a lot of people don't have the greatest of relationships with their mother-in-laws, but I think it also... I think it also has to do with that I lost my mother right. early in my life and she was sickly and you really, I needed that mother figure in my life. So I really opened my heart up to welcoming you in to be that person. And I come to you with everything. <laughs> I mean, just this past summer, I did therapy for the first time and I actually told you before I told Jared. Oh, really? Yeah. And I, you, when I told you, that I felt so ashamed and so um, just like it was, I don't know, kind of like a secret or something. And you said, good job, good job, good for you. And I told you why, that I had issues with people pleasing. And we're actually going to be talking about people pleasing on this episode. But that I was struggling with anxiety and you were just so supportive and so... uh, loving and tender and you it was just exactly what I needed and I think that taking on the role as a mother-in-law that that is the biggest thing that a mother-in-law can do for a daughter-in-law is just being supportive in whatever she chooses even if you don't think it's right right even if you think yeah right um yeah just keep your mouth shut (laughs) that's Keep your opinions to yourself. Yeah. And why do you think that? Why do I think that? Let me think. Um, Why do you think it's better for the mother-in-law to just keep her mouth shut? Because I've been reading Dear Abby all my life, and I read all (laughs) these horrible mother-in-law stories, and I think if they just need to keep their mouth shut. Yeah. So you were determined not to be that mother-in-law. Exactly. I was determined not to be that. Yeah. So I think... think as daughter-in-laws, we already have so much information coming at us. We already feel guilty as moms. We already are hard on ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I think when a daughter-in-law is trying to find her own way with her own kids, with her own husband, with her own house, I think the best thing for a daughter, a mother-in-law to do is just support her. Exactly. In whatever she chooses. Because her, the daughter-in-law, if she chooses one way and the mother-in-law doesn't agree with it it's going to create it's going to create you know a tear in the relationship but what if the daughter-in-law down the road changes her mind (laughs) and finally matures finally grows up and the 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 relationship has already been severed because the mother-in-law put her opinion in too early yeah yeah (laughs) you know what it all comes down to um treat others the way you would like to be treated yeah and um, if you think about that, if you apply that to your daughter-in-law relationship, mm-hmm. you're going to have a good relationship. Yeah. So speaking of how <laughs> you would like to be treated, let's talk about your relationship with your mother-in-law, how it was. She's since passed. Yes. Um, past couple of years. Um, but what was your relationship like with your mother-in-law? Okay. My mother-in-law was a very opinionated, um, critical person. She, um, but she had a heart of gold. Mm-hmm. Most mother-in-laws do. So <laughs> you just had to scrape past the the mouth mm-hmm. and see her heart. Well, when I was a new bride, I was absolutely terrified of her, mm. and I avoided her. Like I, I, 
with her, you didn't have conversations. You had listening sessions where mm-hmm. she did all the talking. Yeah. Okay, so I would just keep my mouth shut. I was like a little mouse. I just let her talk. And um. And you got married at 25? I, I was 23. 23. Yes. And um, so then, and I was like that until I had a baby. Mm-hmm. Don't criticize my baby oh. or how I'm handling my baby. Oh, that's when you got brave? That's when I stood up and said, Grandma, this is the way it's going to be. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't say exactly those words, but, <laughs> but yeah. And once I stood up to her, she backed down. Did in- she? Instantly. Yes, instantly. Yes. And we did not go to her. She lived 500 miles away, by the way. <laughs> um. So we did not visit her. Once I, my children were small, I had five children, ages, um, they were, I had five children in a 10-year span. Yeah, so they're about two to three years apart. Yes, yes. So, and um, it just got too much to try to travel with small children, so grandma would always come to us. Mm-hmm. Well, I will give this to my mother-in-law. In my home, I'm the queen. Mm-hmm. When we visited her... It was different. She was the queen and mm-hmm. very bossy and critical. Opinionated. And opinionated. But you only let her go so far. <laughs> so it, far with my kids. Yes. yes. If, yes. If, if she had said something critical or that crossed your line, exactly. how did you stand up to her? Um, well, it's been so long ago, but I just think I, I defended the child mm-hmm. and said... Um, you know, Grandma, he's just three years old. Right. You know, he he doesn't know not to do that. Right. So um, one th- time I distinctly remember standing up to her is um, my daughter-in-law, Joy, was there with her new baby who had just turned one. Mm-hmm. And um, her baby was still taking the bottle. Mm-hmm. Well, we all know that. Bottles are convenient sometimes. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah. And you're the mother and you can decide when the baby needs weans to stop. Weans from the bottle. Yeah, weans from the bottle. So anyway, so grandma <laughs> chimes in and says, that child shouldn't be having that bottle. She's, she's, she's one year old. And that's when Margaret stepped in and said, grandma, I said, Joy will decide when it's time to take him her off the bottle. Wow. Grandma didn't say another word. (laughs) (laughs) Did when it sounds like you had healthy boundaries with her? Did it transpire well? Did she receive it well, or do you feel like it? You know, she was hurt by when you. It didn't. She's the type of person that didn't get hurt. (laughs) Okay. Okay. She's so opinionated and so full of what she thinks. Right. That it didn't matter. It, it didn't matter. Now, now, had she been a person, so it when you're setting boundaries, you might find strength and resolve with a person who is stronger and standing up for yourself because you know how they're going to react and it's not going to phase them much. But what if she was a person who was easily crushed or easily offended or easily who cried easily? If, she, if you were to st- would have stood up to for yourself to her. How do you think you would have? How do you think you would have reacted had she reacted that way? Do you um, think you would have backed down? Yes, I think if she had got upset and teary eyed, I think that I would have been more gentle. 
So I was just... You would have still had your boundaries. Right. But you would have approached it differently. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Perfect. We're actually going to talk about that today, how to have boundaries and how to approach people and handle them in different situations. So perfect. So let's dive in to the story that I heard just this week from a friend. We come back from Christmas vacation, and me and you were both teachers, so we know what it's like to be on Christmas vacation, be in your home, you're around your house, and you see all the clutter, and you're like, I'm going to do some spring cleaning, and my friend, she starts to clean out and decluttering your house, and she tells me, Lisa, you'd be so proud of me. I decluttered my house. I had piles of stuff to take to donation, but guess what? Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Guess what? There's a but here. She says, my mother-in-law stopped by my house because she had been decluttering her house too over the Christmas break. And she stops by and drops off all her donation stuff at my house. (laughs) So, Oh my gosh. So the daughter-in-law had been. Poor thing. Been decluttering. Mother-in-law shows up with all of her stuff. Mm. The daughter-in-law asked her, I said, did you tell the mother-in-law, your mother-in-law, that you didn't want it, that you didn't need it, that obviously you've been cleaning out? Right. And the daughter was like, well, we don't really, you know, it's kind of a hard situation. I really can't, I don't feel like I could stand up for myself. So no, I didn't. I just took it. So here the daughter-in-law yeah. is with her mom who thinks that she needs all this stuff. I'm wondering if the mother-in-law was the emotional type, though, that would get her feelings hurt. And yeah, then I, it's, in that case, it'd just be easier to say, "Okay, uh, Grandma, I'll, I'll I'll look through it later." Right. And then what I I don't need, I'll I'll take it down to Goodwill for you. Okay. So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna talk about boundaries okay. because we've already been talking about it. You've been talking about it. I've been talking about it and having healthy boundaries. Um, before we dive into that. I want you to tell me, like, from a daughter-in-law's perspective, if you're the daughter-in-law and you had just got done decluttering, your mother-in-law shows up, how would you feel? Frustrated. Frustrated. Yes. Aggravated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And thinking, why is why is she bringing all that crap over here? <laughs> And that's, we like to use that word on this podcast is crap because it's just, that's exactly what it is. All that crap. Oh. So do you feel that the daughter-in-law would be like, it's, you know, her wishes aren't being met or, you know, the mother-in-law is just, you know, giving her her problems instead of taking it down to donation? Yes. Yes, exactly. She's taking her problem and making it her daughter-in-law's problem. Right. Right. And... Um, but I don't want to be too critical. No. So we're going to talk about the, okay. the mother-in-law. So in in your opinion, so the daughter receives the stuff, her mother-in-law is at the door. In your opinion, what would be the best way to respond to the mother-in-law? What would be your best way to respond to the mother-in-law? I, w- I would say to her, I'd say, Grandma, look, I just got through decluttering the, my own house. I, I, I don't want your stuff. Yeah. Or I may not say stuff. I'm, I might say, I don't really think there's anything that I need because mm-hmm. I just decluttered myself. Right. So um, I would ask her kindly, just 
take it on down the road. Yeah. And you yeah. said earlier when we were talking about this that you would keep it really lighthearted. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very lighthearted and, oh, gosh, Grandma, you know, I just I just don't think I need any of this because I just declutter my own okay. house. They're real sweet. Real sweet way <laughs> to to save face, basically to save face and not to hurt her feelings. Right, to mm-hmm. not to hurt her feelings. Mm-hmm. So, what if she persisted? Oh my gosh! <laughs> if she persisted, I would say, well, um, I'll look through it, and what I don't want, I'll take down to Goodwill for you. <laughs> okay. All right. So, on my uh, social media today, I asked a question of people, and here's a couple of questions that I asked. Would it be hard for you to tell someone that you don't want their clutter? And 60% said no, and 40% said yes, it would be hard for them. Then I asked another question, why or why not? And here's some of the responses. It is extremely difficult for me to say no in any situation. I think I'm too much of a people pleaser. And that is that has been my problem for years is that I was a people pleaser. And I grew up with a person who was easily angered. So I walked around trying to please everybody at all right. times because I didn't want to rock the boat. Right. So I learned those skills or those coping skills as a child, how to keep everybody happy so that I'm happy. Mm-hmm. If everybody's happy, then my environment is happy, and then I'm happy. Then you can be Even happy. though not saying no or setting boundaries is actually hurting me on the inside because I'm not making it clear what I'm wanting, I'm sacrificing my desires right. to please everybody else. For peace. For peace. Yep. Here's another girl. She said, because sometimes I think it's coming from a good place and they're tr- just trying to be helpful. Right. So this is what you were talking about. You mm-hmm. wanted to, to talk about the mother-in-law. It's probably, she probably does have a good heart. And she probably is, you know, not trying to dump her problems on her daughter-in-law. But she thinks, oh, she I bet Sally would like this lamp. (laughs) I'll take it over there and see if she likes it. And I think a lot of people think, and I've experienced this with some clients, that they'll start making piles. I can give this to so-and-so. Yeah. I can give this to so-and-so. Because I think if they know that it's going to, if they know the person that that item that they see that's valuable, if they know that they've given it to somebody that they know, they feel at peace with letting it go out of their home. Right, right. So I think that might be the mother-in-law's case yeah. that she felt at, oh, if if so-and-so has all of this stuff, I feel okay with letting it go from my house. Right. But that's not that's, a, that's not the best answer, though. <laughs> that's not the best way to handle it. That's not setting boundaries, No, it's it? not setting boundaries. Another girl says, clutter gives me anxiety. So I basically say that. And that's okay to be transparent with mm-hmm. people and tell them, you know, make it extreme if you have to. Clutter gives me anxiety or clutter, you know, makes me feel depressed or something. And just make it kind of shocking to the other person. That might be a good way to say it. Another person says that she lives in a fifth wheel trailer, travel trailer, and they travel full time. So she doesn't have room for hand-me-downs. Mm-hmm. They only have room for necessary items. Another girl says, I just always feel like if I say no, it makes the other person feel like their stuff is ugly. So she's trying to protect their feelings. Yes. Protect. I think I hear a lot of protection, a lot of protection for the, for for the other person, a lot of people pleasing protection, which 
is it, you think you're doing the right thing by protecting the person from the feelings that they would feel right. had you been truthful and honest with them. But I don't know if that's necessarily the best thing. <laughs> um, another person, I, I, I thought this answer was was really thoughtful. Because I know that I can part with it, but if I don't take it, it will sit in their house longer. So yeah. she is saying... She's doing them a favor. She's, she thinks she's doing them a favor. Mm-hmm. So she thinks, okay, she's bringing me her stuff. She feels better if it's coming to me. I'm okay with letting things go, so I'm going to help her out by taking it, which is a valid point. If you want to be somebody's helper like that, Mm -hmm. if you want to take on that role and that of like the therapist or the accountability partner, then yeah. But if you don't want to be that for that person, then I wouldn't, I would set some boundaries and not take on the stuff. But if she wants to serve that person in this way, then I think that's completely fine. Um, another question I asked is, is it hard for you to set boundaries and let people know what you desire? 70% said no. So we've got some people that are very strong and they're able to set boundaries and let people know about their boundaries. But 30% said yes. They have a hard time set letting people know about their boundaries. And if they said yes, I asked them why did they have a hard time? Um, one girl repeated and she said, because she's a people pleaser. She's worried about what the person will think. She doesn't want to offend or hurt their feelings. Mm-hmm. They hurt their feelings. Yeah. So I am reading this book called Boundaries by Henry Cloud. And I definitely recommend it for anybody who has problems with people pleasing or setting boundaries with people. It is. It has given me a lot of great strength and courage and resolve to set boundaries with other people. And I highly recommend listening to it on Audible. So Boundaries by Henry Cloud. You can go to the show notes and click on the link to purchase. But in his book, he talks about the difference between hurt and harm. So if you were to set boundaries with somebody, yes, it might hurt them. It might hurt their feelings. They might have to get over it. And they might have to grow from it because we always grow from hurt feelings. But it doesn't harm them. It doesn't, you know, cause them any harm in the right. long run. There's a difference between hurt and, hurt and harm. I, an, an example of that could be you're eating a candy bar. You're eating a lot of sugar. You're addicted to sugar. Well, it doesn't hurt you. It's not causing you to like bleed internally. And it's not, you know, but in the long run, it could harm you. It could make you gain weight or it could, you know, make your child extra hyper. It could harm you. So there's a difference between hurt and harming. And though boundaries might hurt a person, it doesn't harm them. So as far as people pleasing and keeping, protecting the person from being hurt, that is the path that they have to go through. We're all going to be hurt in life And by you setting your boundaries, you're allowing that person to experience their path and for them to grow from it. So if somebody sets boundaries with me, I'm going to be hurt, but then I'm going to rise up from it and I'm going to learn from it. Okay? Yeah. Another girl said, because I don't want to be ungrateful and I hate confrontation. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Do you mind confrontation, Nana? Oh, I don't like confrontation at all. (laughs) I'll do anything to avoid it. Yeah. Which is one reason I would take 
my mother-in-law's stuff. Yeah. Just to avoid a confrontation. Right. There's a lot of people that don't like confrontation. It's easier to just take it to goodwill than to fight. Yeah. You know? And we're going to talk about just taking the easy route. We're going to talk about why... We're going to talk about the effects of the easy route. So first of all, let's talk about boundaries and why it's good to establish our boundaries and make our desires known. So first of all, you can't expect people to just know what you want. You have to tell them. You can't just say it once either. You have to repeat it whenever it's appropriate to repeat it. Obviously, you don't want to beat a dead horse or you don't want to set your reputation of like, oh, she's just the one that's super edgy and has all these strict rules or anything. But clearly and calmly saying, no, we don't, you know, we don't watch this in our home. We don't do this in our home. I think that's, you know, easy to say, but Mm -hmm. you have to repeat yourself often. Boundaries might hurt a person, but like I said, they don't harm them. So let's talk about how we can set boundaries in this situation of we're going to receive the things or our mother-in-law shows up at our house. How can we say no in a nice way? So first way I said is you can tell her no thank you when she, she shows up to your house and that you're trying to live a more minimal lifestyle and not have as much stuff that you are responsible for managing. How do you think the mother-in-law is going to respond to that? If I were to say to you, no, thank you. We're trying to live more minimal. Oh, with you, Lisa. I would never take it to start <laughs> with. <laughs> well, I know. I know. Yeah, you you just know my, my lifestyle. Yes, yes. And you're not, honestly, you're not a materialistic person. You've never been the person to show up at the door First of all, you have tons of grandkids. So you've never like shown up at the door with a bunch of toys that you bought at this store. Oh, no. There's a lot no. of mother-in-laws that go out there and they, they're grocery shopping and they'll go over to the toy aisle, pick up a toy, and stop by their grandkids' well, house. Let me speak to that. Okay. My daughter-in-law, Lisa, many, many years ago, told me <laughs> that she doesn't like her house cluttered up with a bunch of toys. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I never bought her kids another toy without <laughs> consulting her <laughs> and see if this is an appropriate toy. So it all comes down to respect. Yeah. yeah. Respect the other person's Did you wishes. feel like, now there are a lot of people out there that show love through gifts, though. That's true. That's true. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. and But you've never been but, that type of person to show love through gifts. No. That's true. <laughs> That's true. I hadn't thought of that angle. But I also, I still say respect. Yeah, respect. My daughter-in-law told me she doesn't want her kids to have too many toys. Mm-hmm. Therefore, out of respect, I would not give them to them. <laughs> no matter what you thought. That's right. Yeah. Because I might like for them to have these, these little trucks, but I'm not going to buy them for them. Yeah. You're just a good mother-in-law, I'm telling you. You you sacrifice your own wishes for, you know, for the boundary and respect the boundaries that we have set. Okay. All right. So another thing. So if, so that was, you know, option one. Okay. If your mother-in-law or whoever, this could be whoever shows up at your house with stuff. Okay. If she insists that she leaves the items with you no matter what you say. So it's, we're going to pretend like she's grandma. She's like, I'm going to leave these no matter yeah, what. Yeah. You can offer to take them to donation <laughs> and place them directly into your car. 
That would be a big message right there. <laughs> that would. That mm-hmm. would set the message. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first one is kind of like dancing around your boundaries. It says, oh, no, thank you. We're trying to live minimal. Mm-hmm. It's kind of sugarcoating a little bit. The second approach is I'm going to put it directly into the car and I'm going to take it to the donation place for you. <laughs> so that's really sending a big message right there. Yeah. How do you think the mother-in-law is going to handle that? Well, if she's um, real sensitive, she'd probably get her little feelings hurt. Mm-hmm. But if she's a realist, that this is real life, then she'll accept the fact that her daughter-in-law doesn't want this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and so it would depend on personality. Yeah, it would yeah. depend a lot on personalities. Yeah. Um, but no matter what, whether you're, the personality is sensitive or... or hardcore mm-hmm. i think the boundaries these are great ideas for setting the boundaries yes. no matter what and yes. remember hurt does not harm even though her feelings can be hurt it does not harm and it's, it shouldn't harm the relationship either right. all right the third option is you can offer to quickly look over what she has brought you right then while it's still sitting in her car if you find anything or see anything that's a value that you actually want you can take it and then you can let her know the closest place for her to donate them. So you're not even take you're not even offering her the service because maybe you don't want to take on that role. That's true. You of, might want her to take it on. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if you do it once, you might end up being the, the yeah. drop off person. Oh, can you take this to donation? Mm. <laughs> so those are three different ways that you can set boundaries that I think would go over really, really well, depending on the person that you're right. dealing with the and their personality. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing, though. We're going we're gonna to do the flip side and be the antagonist. If you decide not to set boundaries, this is basically what you're dealing with. First of all, what do you think is going to happen if people and daughter-in-laws and anybody who is, you know, receiving junk from people and mm-hmm. they don't want it, what's going to happen if they never set boundaries? Resentment. Yeah. <clears throat> The build up resentment and um, anger. Yeah. And uh, and ultimately, that bitterness and mm-hmm. resentment and anger harms... Harms the relationship. The relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So it's... You're kind of... You just need to work up the courage yeah. and just get over it. And, and I'd like to throw this in, too. Since it's your mother-in-law, you're going to be complaining to your husband about his mother... Yes. And that's going to harm that Very relationship right. too. Yes. So So it just trickles. It, it just, just trickles. Yeah. 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 That's so good. I and she actually said that it's his responsibility to to take care of her and figure it out and get, you know, set the boundaries with her. No. 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 Don't work that way. <laughs> not always. No, because no. what's important to her is not important to her husband. Right. He might see it as not a big deal. It, exactly. Yeah. But it's a bit like for instance, it might not be a big deal for your husband for you know whatever you were dealing with that your mother-in-law was being critical with. Right. But it was a big deal to you. Exactly. How, why yeah. would you expect to go through him for him to make it known to her mm-hmm. your wishes? That would not have happened. <laughs> well, first of all, I don't think it would have the 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 message would not have been transpired in a way that would have gotten through. Exactly. Because he would have sugarcoated it or he would have just, 
oh, yeah, maybe, you know, it's not that big of a deal, you know. So I think it's great for the, the daughter-in-law to just go directly to. Yes, yes. She needs know. to deal with it herself. Yeah. And out of an act of love and, like, wanting to restore the relationship or keep the relationship, mm-hmm. say, Nana, I love you so much. And I don't want to hurt your feelings, but I really don't need this stuff. I'm trying to get, you know, I'm trying to declutter my own house. Right. And I don't want to hurt your feelings. And I'm, I, I'm afraid that if I even look at that stuff, there's probably going to be some amazing things in there. And I'm just going to be tempted to grab a lot of stuff that I really don't need. Mm-hmm. So will you just take it without me even looking? Because <laughs> I have a problem. <laughs> I have a hoarding problem already. So just throw yourself under the bus and say, I am a recovering hoarder and I'm trying to declutter. Please don't make this hard on me. <laughs> and like you said, just joke and yeah. keep it lighthearted if keep you can. Keep it lighthearted, yes. 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 So back to if we decide not to set boundaries. So if you quietly accept the stuff... And say nothing, you are more likely to gonna get repeat visits from your mother in law mm. because your mother you're by not standing up for yourself and not setting the boundary right then, you are telling your mother in law, Oh, she really liked my stuff. Oh, she needs to fill up her new house. I gotta go get her more. <laughs> Do you think the mother in law would show up more? Yes, when, the next time she decluttered. Yeah, yeah the yeah. next time mm-hmm. she was mm-hmm. getting rid of anything. Some yes. cookie canisters or, you know, I mm-hmm. think of some of the things that you just got rid of because you replaced them with your new items. You didn't even offer them to me. <laughs> <laughs> I knew better. <laughs> You're like, she can go pick out her own stuff. Yeah, you know? Yeah, I, I didn't offer it to any of my children. Um, well, you know that your because, style is specific exactly. for you. And they all have their own dishes. Yeah. Why would they want mine? Yeah. Unless they had said, hey, Nana, hey, are yeah. you getting rid of those dishes? Exactly. Right. And none of them did. Yeah, because they're all adults and they can exactly. think for themselves. <laughs> they have their own home and their own dishes. And yeah. And if they needed something, they'd either go buy it or they'd say, hey, if you're getting rid of those, I'll take them. Exactly. Yeah. We got to trust as our kids get to these ages where they're able to think for themselves and become, you know, active responsible humans and individuals that they have some sense to know what they need and they know how to get it. Exactly. <laughs> they don't need her help all the time, <laughs> even though we can be there for them and offer our help when we think it's necessary. All right. So by not setting boundaries and letting her know your wishes and not letting her know your wishes, you are reinforcing her behavior. So the first instance that she did this, it made her feel good because you just took them and you were happy and you, you know, you didn't give her any kind of, you didn't ruffle for her feathers at all. Uh-huh. And now she's thinking, oh, that felt good. I'm going to do that again. So it's really, really important to just, you know, how, just try. Just how, if you want to do it very subtly, like, like you had said, keep it really lighthearted. Mm-hmm. If you if you're not experienced with setting boundaries, if you're if you've never done it before, if you've never stood up to your mother-in-law or whoever it is that's dropping off things that you don't want, start with the lighthearted approach, you know, or blame yourself or say, "Oh, I've got a problem. I am a hoarder. I am trying to recover. Can you please just can you take my stuff to the donation too? <laughs> oh, that's good. Turn it around. Yeah, turn it around. Yeah. So you know, I don't need anything, but you want my stuff, I'll put it right in your car and you can take it to your house. 
<laughs> Why don't we think of these things when when we're in the situation? In the situation, yeah. I know. I always think about these good responses when we're not with people. You know, your friend was probably dumbfounded. Like yeah. her, her mother-in-law drives up and she she probably didn't know what to say. Yeah. And um, so she, what do you know what she did? Did she keep she it? She kept it. Oh, did she? She has it. And she has to, she has her pile and she has her mother-in-law's pile and she has to take all of it to the oh, donation. Bless her heart. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, friends, we, I hope that you enjoyed this episode with my beautiful <laughs> and just so sweet and kind-hearted mother-in-law who is also very good with setting boundaries (laughs) and I hope that you will take some lesson from this and find some strength to not just set boundaries with your mother-in-law obviously but just find strength and set boundaries in every area of your life whatever it is you don't have to be a people pleaser what if you set boundaries you are allowing the person to go through and experience the emotion that they have to go through in life and it's going to form them and create them into the person that they are meant to develop into. So don't be afraid to set boundaries. Try these different approaches that we've recommended to you and happy decluttering. Yes. (laughs) Thank you for being on the show, Nana. You're sure welcome. I enjoyed it. Hey friend, are you ready to finally get your act together, become more productive in life and in business and significantly reduce your stress? Well, I'm ready to help you make these changes, and we're going to do it by overhauling your habits. Sure, decluttering and organizing your home is going to give you some immediate gratification, but it will be short-lived if you don't change your habits and you don't stop taking on the identity of an unorganized, unfocused, hot mess mama. It's time to stop treading water in the deep end and start thriving in your dreams and your life purposes. Go to habitsandhome.com slash habit30 to join the Habits and Home Accountability Program. While you're there, join my email list to receive my subscriber-exclusive, straightforward, no-fluff, do-it-right-now-and-delete tips and encouragement. Until next time, I'm Lisa at the Habits and Home Show.